Okay, Coach, I'm going to introduce myself this time first. Okay. My name is Sherry Wilson. I am the owner of Genius Communication. And you know what I've decided, Coach? What's that? I decide I am an insight person. Ooh. So I can see something, give a person insight, and then sometimes I'm like, wow, that was really good. I need to implement that myself. <laughs> but where it's like answers get or questions get answers. Right. And I think both of us, you know, obviously mm -hmm. um, do a lot of work in that way. But it was neat yesterday, you know, talking to this lady and it's like the insight she was getting. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And so I am a, I don't know how to say it. I'm an insider. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, well, if you're insider then i'm a guy that likes to work with thousand piece puzzles yes right yes. so the life comes to me and they dump down a box of all of those puzzle pieces mm -hmm. and they're like i don't know what to do with it and then i look at it and first i might say damn and then it's like i got an idea and then we start putting it together yeah and that's greg mcneil and that's what i do mm -hmm. right well you know what that is coach it's strategist that's it yeah it's like and so on that note, we were talking after the last podcast, and you said something that struck me, uh, insight, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, we can talk about pinpointing desire. Right. Okay. So here's the context. Mm -hmm. The context is this. Some of our listeners, because we're all about healing community, healing business, to have a healthy community, healthy business, you have to have healthy people. Right. You have to have people that are authentic, mm -hmm. that are living life in their lane. Right. That are confident in who they are, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you were talking, you you mentioned emulating people and not as something necessarily to do. You were, it was just in like in a passing. And when I thought of that, I instantly thought back to two things. Number one, when I was younger, I'd see someone, you know, be like, oh, I want to be like them, or I want their life, I want their house, or I want their car, whatever. You know, that's how mm -hmm. we are when we're young, right? Mm -hmm. We want to, well, obviously now I'm like, I don't want to be anybody else but me, you that's know? Right. So that, that was just an immaturity. However, I started thinking, like, okay, when you see something like that, that could be an indicator or a clue to help you pinpoint what you really want. Mm -hmm. which leads to the second part of the context, which is this. There may be some people listening to this podcast that started out in a negative. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have one of our students where mm -hmm. started out in a negative. Um, an orphan, the orphanage she was in burned down. She was the only survivor. Um, she was adopted by people that just weren't loving people, abusive people, told basically you you know, basically you suck as a human being, you'll mm -hmm. never be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Then all of that ended up in drug abuse, drug selling, prison sentence. And since then, it's like she has grown leaps and bounds, is turning into a person that she was designed to be, right? Exactly. <clears throat> well, when I first started getting to know her well and stuff, you know, she took my um, Persuade Like a Boss course. At the time, it's called Genius Communication. She's done my introvert work, things like that. She's really grown. But when we did that vision workshop in 2020, she um, got some nuggets, but she was frustrated because she says, you know, you're telling me 
that I can have what I want and what I desire, but I don't even know how to figure that out. So I first did a, a key that can help people where it's like, okay, what did you want to be when you grew up? And she said, there was nothing. There, I, it was absolutely blank. There was nothing. And I'm like, no, that, you know, there has to be, like, even when you played, like, you know, when you played, did you play specific things? Like, I would play cash register or, you know, detective or whatever mm -hmm. it was, you mm -hmm. know. So sometimes that's a clue. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, no, I don't. I mean, it was such a bad childhood, it was even hard for her to remember being a child, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, we got to figure this out. So there might be some people that have started in such a <coughs> negative position in life, they might not even know what they want. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that's a key question. So when you were talking, I had this thought, okay. Let's say you're watching a television show mm -hmm. or you meet a person mm -hmm. and instantly you feel inspired to have what they want. Okay. Instead of emulating them, copycatting them, you need to harness that inspiration by asking yourself, what is it that I really want that I'm seeing? Yep, exactly. Because I remember years ago, when I would go visit this lady, she turned out to be an idiot, so I'm no longer around her. But when I'd go visit her, I felt bad because I felt like I was coveting her home, you know, because it was so nice. But I remember she told me this, and even though, you know, she turned out to be dumb, um, at the time she said, you know, it's not the house you want. It's the feeling of home. <gasps> mm -hmm. Oh! And so I made that my goal. I didn't want what she wanted. I wanted that sense of home exactly. in my own house, right? Exactly. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You can use that for inspiration to maybe pinpoint what you really want. You know, Rolo, um, my head made a great point that the biggest problem that we have in our world is cowardice. Mm. That... Um, instead of charting our own path, we keep trying to follow in the path of other people. Right. And that's where we get lost. So our early conditioning is um, the keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. So, so what's in the paradigm is you must have this in order to amount to something. Right. So that's the first destructive message. And not what I'm saying at all. That's right. That's yeah. the first destructive message. Yeah. Um, and then once that's programmed in, so now your life is being judged by a standard that's not your own. Yes. And of course, this is where people get into problems. But what we're saying is, we are here to inspire each other. This is what we yes. do. But inspiration is not the same thing as covetousness, yes. right? Yes, yes. So <clears throat> when you look out and, you know, like, I like outdoor stuff. Yeah. I really love doing things outdoors. I love fishing and hunting and all kinds of things in the woods and in the water. And it's like, that's a great boat. I want a boat. But I don't want that boat. But I want my own boat, right? Because I know exactly what I want to do. And it applies to any, any aspect of our lives. Don't covet what the other person has that you 
um, are inspired by, <clears throat> but you want to harness the inspiration that you feel for the person to create your own dream because this is exactly what we're saying. Yeah. We're not saying be like us, be like me, be like them. What we're saying is you want to harness that inspiration that you feel from that person. They inspire you, they encourage you and it's like, oh man, I really just think that person is great. Well, what you do is you take that energy and then you go and you create your life that you want because that's what you're filled with. You're filled with all the things that you want. They pricked your soul with the inspiration. Now it's your job to go and do something with it. Yeah, instead of getting depressed or jealous, etc. But here's the thing that you could even go deeper and it's even a marketing tool. But it's like when you saw the boat, it's not really the boat you want. Right, mm -hmm. Coach? Yeah. It's the feeling of being on your boat, peace, the water, yep. fishing, yep. the joy, right? Yep. That's right. A lot of times we put it toward a tangible thing, but you're actually after the experience. Ding, 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 ding. That's exactly what it is. Yes. It's, it's the experience that we're chasing down, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The neurons <clears throat> that fire together, wire together. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. So let's say, you know... Uh, people like you see someone and maybe they're well put together and they walk in a room and they command the room and you can tell that people look toward them for you know advice or guidance leadership whatever it is and you're like I wish I was that person stop no you don't wish you were that person that's right because even though you have people that look well put together they walk in and command a room they could be reprobate they could be you know a hundred grand in debt their marriage could be falling apart. They could be a serial killer like Ted Bundy working for the Republican National Committee. You know what I'm saying? So you, yeah. you don't know. It's, it, that's not what you want. What you want is the confidence. You right. know what I mean? It's exactly. the confidence uh, that you want. So I think what we're, you know, kind of getting to or alluding to is you're not necessarily wanting the tangible thing that you see. So the next question, when you feel that inspiration, needs to be, okay, what is it I'm really wanting? So I have a story on that. Mm -hmm. So I met this lady, and it was kind of one of those situations. Mm -hmm. We were doing a legislative breakfast mm -hmm. at the local chamber. Mm -hmm. She walked in. You could tell she was tough, right? Mm -hmm. Like she had come from a, a rough life, but she was dressed with excellence. She had a high intelligence. She asked good questions versus some of the dumb ones I was hearing. Mm -hmm. And she just, she had this persona. And I was instantly, I want to sit down with her. Instant, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So after we got done, I went over to her, over to her and I said, hey, you stand out. And I want to sit down with you. And we're totally different politically, mm -hmm. you know. But I was like, I want to sit down with you. And she said, absolutely. So we meet. I hear her story. And this is the impact you can have. This is like the other side of the coin. I find out she was from a culture. She's Hispanic. In her family, a culture was created of submissiveness. So mm -hmm. what that meant is as a young girl, your only goal in life was to marry and have babies. Literally, mm -hmm. that was her goal. And uh, her mom was from Mexico, didn't speak English, but they came here, became citizens, raised her up. She was out, I think, in California for a while. And her mom wanted her to know her family and her culture. So she sent her at the age of 11 to Mexico. 
And while she was there, she was raped every single night by uncles, cousins, etc. for three months. Yeah. So when she told me, I'm just like stunned because you would have no idea seeing her, right? But I knew she had a history. You know what I mean? I knew you can't have that look of determination and not have overcome a lot of That's stuff. That's right. She comes back and she does, I mean, now she's to the point of, I'm going to just get married, have babies, and maybe kill myself, basically. That right. was going to be her future. And then this lady was invited. They were having career day. This lady walks into the room. She's well put together. She speaks well. She has her briefcase. You know, back in the day, she had her briefcase. She gave a presentation of what she does. And that little girl that had been raped the previous summer every single night by family members said, I want that. Mm-hmm. And what she wanted wasn't the lady's life. That's right. What she wanted was freedom mm-hmm. and control of her own destiny. That's right. And and she did it. And that's what she perceived yes. from that woman that she was talking about. Yes. She could have been like, I want to be that, but I never will. You know what I mean? Right. She could have gotten into jealousy, coveting. Right. She didn't. She said, I want that. She became the first in her family to graduate from college, the first in her family to own her own home, the first in her family to drive a BMW paid off in her 20s. Mm-hmm. And she can work anywhere she wants because that's who she is, right? Right. So that's what we're talking about. It's like she harnessed the inspiration and she created the life that she wanted. And and so it's not the coveting and the copycatting. It's harness that inspiration. What's the in, intangible you want? Exactly. And I just think that's so important because that's what we really are here to do. We inspire each other. We become each other's teachers and mentors. But the minute we start trying to live the life that the other person is living, we're no longer thinking accurately, right? Yeah. Jealousy and insecurity is inaccurate thinking about yourself and your capability and not having a clear understanding of what it is that you want for your own life, right? And when you exist in that space, there's so many things that can trigger you. And, but there's the flip side of it. And this is why we're saying it's not the person. It's not the things that they have. Because history is teaching you every day. Yes. It's not the money, right? Because if it was just that, Nobody gets a divorce when they have a whole lot of money. But or what, they don't commit suicide like Robin Williams. Yes. Perfect and, life. And other people. Mm-hmm. The, the most important things in our lives are invisible. Yes. They really are. You know, it's, I just don't know how to say that to people. It's like it's, it's an invisible thing. It's an intangible thing. And you have to be connected to what you want, what gives you your sense of self, your sense of well-being. You know, what are you going to bring to the world, right? Because I can say this, if you don't know what you want, then you don't know what you're giving to the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, so we have to kind of know what that is. But you don't have to start with a blank slate. Mm-mm. You look up and it's like, you know what? I need to learn how to do that. Yeah. I don't want what you have. Can you show me how to do that? Yeah. You can try this and this and this. So right now I'm thinking about all these rifles that I shot at one point. I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That one. Yeah. 
And and I'm sure some of the rifles you shot, Coach, were rifles that people would have bet a thousand bucks. You would love it. This is my go-to, blah, blah. And then you got it, and you're like, yeah, no, this does not fit me. And it was. That's exactly how it happened. And yeah. I was listening to all these guys talking, no, 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 no. And I was like, wow. But the research on this one, right? Okay. Oh, I get it. So the rifle that I have is like, well, it's been around since 1925. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Well, I want this new thing. Well, that's all right then. I want the one from 1925 that's got a history. And what did I do? I went out with that rifle and I extended this history. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's so important because it's like, you know, again, if you, if you think to, like, for example, I, I want a boat. I don't want that boat. I want a rifle. I don't want that rifle. I want the one that fits me. Okay, it feels right, right? Exactly. And it, it's like when I first bought my SIG 365. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody, oh, this is the best gun for women. The kickback isn't that bad. It's small. You can carry it with you, blah, blah. And it, we were just fussy. Mm-hmm. We did not get along, me and that gun. Mm-hmm. And I hand it to my husband. It's like, she's betraying me. She's all, you know, oh, I love him. You know, every time yeah. he shoots me, I'm just fine. You know, yeah. and I'm all, yeah. whatever. So anyway, had someone say, you need to try this Hellcat. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, they're smaller. The kickback will be worth I put that thing in my hand and we were friends. You know what there I mean? There you go. So it's like, take these things. Ask yourself, what is the intangible that you're really wanting? And then... It fits for you. Exactly. You know, so where someone wants a boat because maybe they like the feeling of the wind in their hair and the speed and the power. For other people, it's the peace and it's the calm and it's fishing. You know, like there's just so many different aspects of ourselves. The main thing is what, and you know what I think about, Coach? That lady who walked into that classroom had no idea that the way she put herself together, the way she came in, that it would save an 11-year-old's life. You know what I mean? And this is the way it works. And this is what we are talking about. When you are the most effective version of yourself, someone, somewhere, it's always learning from you. You don't have to know who it is. Mm-mm. That person knows who they are, and I guarantee you they'll be in, in front of you. Just yeah. like with you, when you went to that meeting, right? You're looking at the woman and evaluating her. Yeah. All the speaker knows is that she's in a room with a bunch of different people, yeah. right? And then you come up to her afterwards and say, hey, look, I want to sit with you mm-hmm. because this is how you perceived her energy. Yeah. And, and then... She gave you what you needed. Mm-hmm. You took from her what you needed, and you went to do your own thing, and that's it. Yeah. It's, it's just that simple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm never going to be 6'8". <laughs> that was funny. I'm just never going to be six foot eight inches tall. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry about it. It's like I fussed over that thing for a long time, and then one day I was like, damn, dude, you just need to stop. <laughs> It's like, this ain't the movie Gattaca. You're not going to have a surgery where they put some bone in your leg and then they make you taller. Just forget about it. And I said, okay, well, I'm not going to be 6'8", so what else am I going to be? I'm going to be the most dynamic person I can be in this body. Yeah. Right? And I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It is. It's So as far as like pinpointing desires, what I would recommend is dissecting 
those moments of inspiration and insight. Don't just pass over them. Don't just, you know, one day, you know, you might see something that inspires you and you're like, well, I can't ever have that or whatever. That That's, you know, you need to listen to the last episode because we talked about that. Mm-hmm. So look, if you're inspired, pause, take a moment. What is it I really want? It's intangible. Mm-hmm. Dissect it down. And then it's like, okay, if it's confidence, what does confidence look like? You know, like what is confidence for you? Um, you know, if it's, well, I do like the ability that they have to have some of the things they want because of their income position. Okay, absolutely. What will it take for you to get there? And then start carrying those steps out. So you're you're no longer, comparison is so destructive to creativity, innovation, relationships. You never want to get into comparison. You know, that's that's just destructive. Like women is, I don't know if men do this, but women especially do it like when it comes to, you know, body types and dress and things like that. You cannot do that. That's destructive. So now yeah. you're into insecurity, right? Now yeah. you're into ego. Mm-hmm. So make sure you uh, dissect it. But you said one other thing I wanted to touch on, Coach, before we finish up is sometimes pinpointing to desire can be with what you don't want. Now that's actually unusual mm-hmm. for you. Because to me, you're, you're usually not in a negative statement like can't or don't or anything like right. that. So describe that because I think we had that happen with one of our students where that was her revelation. But kind of dig in that a little bit. So let's just say, for instance, um, you're, whatever your life is, um, you're frustrated with it, right? Your relationship, your job, whatever you consider your status in life to be, um, Something that brings you a sense of discouragement. Mm -hmm. So there's a temporary discouragement, right? And it's like, oh, man, wow. Okay, I need to regroup and go. Which everybody goes through that. Exactly. And then there's that type of discouragement when you sit down and then you look around at your life and you say, you know what? This is not working. Which is another way of saying, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, Mm -hmm. then it's like, I need to do something different. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like my present situation, my present circumstance, and I am not happy with where it seems to be heading. Now, that to me is an honest evaluation of yes. your circumstance, not necessarily, I don't want this, so this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. right? Because I agree. No, I'm not that person that says, no, I don't want this, I don't want that. I'm saying, no, evaluate your life, look at it clearly. And come to this understanding. Is it giving you what you want? If the answer to the question is no, then you're probably frustrated and discouraged. Yeah. And that's okay. The next question is, what are you willing to do? This becomes a test of your faith now. Yeah. Right? So, there are many different learning styles. So, based on your learning style, you need a habit that is going to help you to go in the direction that you want. One of the things that I speak to people about is writing down your aspiration, whatever that is. Yeah. Because the connection between the pen, pencil, and the paper and your brain is a very powerful one. Yes. And the reason why I say write it down is because if you just try to hold the information in your head, you compete with too many different thoughts. 
So yeah. you look, you're driving down the street, you look uh, and you see a house or something and it's like, wow, that's beautiful, right? I want that. Then you drive down the road and a half a second later, another thought's entered your mind and now you're depressed and discouraged and you forgot the thing that inspired you because you can't get back to it because once you start picking up that negative thought and you keep working with it, it will take you so far away from what you thought you believed or you wanted that you can't get back to. Yeah. So again, I say write things down that you want, but you have to have a plan for your success. Yeah. You have to have a plan for your desire for what you want, no matter what it is, right? So that idea of pinpointing desire from not wanting something is very key. You know, we had the one student mm -hmm. that, you know, working on her one thing for uh, six months and all of us knew, like the puzzle piece, it didn't fit. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to tell people, That's right? right? They have to come to their own conclusion. That's right. And uh, so finally, you know, two classes away from ending, she's like, I don't want any of that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And then she said, this is what I want. And we're like, bingo. And you could feel the room light up because once she said it, mm -hmm. you knew right then that she was in line with what she yes, wanted. Yes, yes. Right? There's a sound. You know, people need to understand that. We are sound beings. And you know, don't be lying to yourself. You know what you really want when it hits you, right? That's it. So, you know, Coach, on a final note, I was thinking about the house thing. I have a friend that she has this you know, million-dollar house, I'm sure. I mean, it's... Gorgeous, mm -hmm. beautiful wood, you mm -hmm. know, three-story, a yard that's like could be in a magazine. Mm. I'm visiting her, and I'm feeling anxious. I'm like, man, what? You know, I'm here on vacay. I'm enjoying myself. Went paddleboarding. You know, I don't like water. You know, I'm like, man, got a weird tan. Remember the socks and all oh. that stuff, Coach? And uh, so anyway... <laughs> I think that's on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Oh, but anyway, I saw the picture. I, I was like, why am I anxious? And I realized it's too much. There's too much. There, mm. I would never want a house like that. I would never, unless I had someone that I could pay to have a yard like that, mm -hmm. I would never want a yard like that because it was too much. It was too much stuff. And so I realized, wow, you know, being authentic means you're comfortable in who you are. Exactly. My house is perfect for me, and it's not a million-dollar house. It's perfect. Now, one day I do want to live on some land out in the middle of nowhere. I don't want neighbors. But I don't want a huge house, right? So, again, that was a don't want. And I walked away, like, just incredibly happy at the progress I went from a 20-something that wanted the big, fancy house with the big, fancy yard and the fancy cars and just thought that was the way life should be. And then over time, as I grew as a person, I began to realize, I don't want that. That's more work. I don't yep. want more work. I have more important things that I want. And it's freedom. I don't want to be tied to a house with all that work, right? So that's why I was feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to what is going on inside of you. Those are your cues. You know what? I'm not going to speak on top of that because that's true. That's the million-dollar answer, mm -hmm. right? You know, like... Check inside. Yeah. Um, you just have to because what you're looking for is never outside of you. Yeah. Oh, that's good, Coach. We're going to end on that. Okay.